I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. And of course, you can uh, listen to us anytime. Subscribe to the podcast where you get your, uh, where you download your podcasts, uh, Apple iTunes, sure, the iHeartMedia app, anywhere, yeah, anywhere right. you do that stuff, you can hear all of our great content here on Steelers Nation Radio that we uh, bring to you every day of the week. We got something new going up on this. On the, yeah, uh, even in quote downtimes. We're, yeah. we're There's through. no such thing as a downtime. So. No, not in the NFL. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, on this segment, Matt, is the uh, quarterback index. Okay. Uh, we do, uh, NFL.com puts out we a list. on this in a while. Yeah, uh, they do it throughout the season, and they rank the 32 starting quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, in this one, they're ranking all 59 quarter. There were 59 quarterbacks who started games who in the NFL all, this year. Right? Yeah. Started? Started. Wow, Just guys okay. who started. Um, so Denver's and, dude in that one game. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he was. I don't know if he's ranked it's on. It's a here, little rough to put yeah. in number fifty nine. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's it's done by uh, Ali Bompuri, uh, Tom Blair, Gennaro Felice, and Dan Parr are the All guys right. who, who measure enough. this. I think they were a little, maybe a little unfair. To some guys on this list, so okay. and I get it. It's tough. You're, you're ranking them all. Sure. Uh, you want to start at the top or the bottom? bottom. You want to go to the bottom? Okay. Well. So the 59th quarterback in the league who started a game in uh, in, in this season was... 59, that's like two per team. Ben DiNucci. That's fair. Yeah. I'm glad they didn't kill the dude from... Denver. I don't think they put him on the list because he wasn't he's really... He's not really a quarterback. He's not even a quarterback. Right, right. He was, it's yeah. fair to put him there. So, uh, so Ben DiNucci, uh, he, he played in three games, completed 53.5% of his passes, 219 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, two fumbles lost. He's a third or fourth string guy for Dallas. Yeah, young guy. He's a right. rookie, seventh round right. draft pick. You know, right, right. In there. Doesn't mean he won't have a career. Number fifty-eight, Brian Hoyer. Yeah, that shit might be sailed. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I like Brian Hoyer. By the way, I mean, I recruited him back in his pit days. He wanted to be a pit Panther. Folks, a year ago, some of you were saying they need to sign. They need Brian to sign Hoyer. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Just, you know, Remember that. I'm not bashing Hoyer, but I'm not sure that was any better. That would it was not would have been a great move. Yeah. Number fifty-seven, RG three. Wow. I think he's done. I think he might be done. Yeah. I think Which he's done. adds a pretty big need to the Ravens list as well that we've not mentioned. Is yeah. You better get a backup quarterback. Right. Run. 
I'm not sure McSorley's ready to be that guy. No, I don't. Especially he tore his ACL last. Hey, he's not healthy either yeah. at the end of the last year. Number fifty-six, Jake Luton. Yeah, that's that might be. A, I might have had him last. I say he's not good. I didn't want to kill him <laughs> here, but he's, he's really not good at all. Yeah, he was, he may not belong to the league at all. Number fifty-five, PJ Walker. I thought that was a. I didn't watch him enough. I guess he didn't. He played. Do much. He played in four games. He had one touchdown pass and five interceptions. Yeah, he's the XFL kid that was yeah. that was impressive there. Went back to Temple with Rule. I thought he was an interesting pickup for him. I mean, I don't know that. That's I don't know that he's ready to play in the NFL. No, no, yeah. no, no. But I don't know that experiment's totally shot yet either. Yeah, I don't know. I think he. I think he can get mm-hmm. better. Maybe if they trade Teddy and go in somewhere yeah, else, that's not a or, it's not a situation like Brian Hoyer where or RG three where they could just completely they no right it's it done it can't be yeah but it was an interesting name uh, fifty four Brett Rippin yeah he's kind of fallen off too I mean there was a stretch there people kind of liked him he is what he is too yeah uh, fifty two tied for fifty two Jeff Driscoll. He runs around a little. I mean, like he wasn't terrible. Yeah, I don't. I didn't hate him. I, right, I mean, there's right, some. Right. I think there's some worse guys out there who played this year. I mean, he he had a stre- He had a very short stretch where he looked okay, but people in the league will tell you. Then they get figured out. Yeah, you know. You here's the problem. With, here's the problem with Driscoll guys. is he's been sacked 22 times in four games in the, over the last two yeah, seasons. I mean, him. that's a young quarterback yeah. that you know, doesn't know when to give her the ball yeah. or where to go with it. On. See, I would have had him rated ahead of this guy though. Tied tied with him at 52 was Ryan Finley. He stinks. He looks like a, a high school coach to me. Yeah. He stinks. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just awful. There's I know they beat the Steelers and he took them he ran. They didn't he didn't they didn't beat the Steelers because of anything that he did. Except for his running. Except for one run. Right, right. That was it. I I'd kind of blame the Steelers for allowing him to run at all after yeah. they showed a little because he's not a good runner. Um and he's not a good thrower. <laughs> Which is a problem. Yeah. Right, yeah. Fifty one, Garrett Gilbert. Do you think he'll be Burroughs back up next year? I, I don't think I think they need to get a veteran. A veteran in the room might yeah. be helpful, right? Even like Hoyer. I mean, you just don't. Hey, we don't ever want you to play, but but we need to. Yeah, we, we need somebody to talk to talk to him. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can, need their back. Let's play the position. Left which guy. Yeah. Uh, Fifty-one, Garrett Gilbert. Okay. I mean, he's a, probably a career backup. I yeah. don't think I don't think his career's in jeopardy though. No, no, no. Fifty, Dwayne Haskins. I think I was wondering when his name was going to be up. I mean, I would take him over all those guys, of yeah. course, just going forward, because I think he could be good, and there is pedigree there, but his tape's pretty bad. 49, Tyrod Taylor. Wow. That's really tough on That's Tyrod Taylor. That's pretty tough on Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get a whole lot of opportunity. I think he's still a good player or a backup. Yeah, I mean, again, right. if, if the Bengals signed Tyrod Taylor, that would be a perfect per- yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good call. Yeah. 48, Colt McCoy. He is what he'll be forty eight every year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and, and folks, that's what you would have been getting last year to go get a backup, and he right. probably makes seven million a year. Six right? Yeah, year. it's not right. cheap, and that doesn't mean you're going to come close to being competitive in the game that he starts for you. Forty seven, Brandon Allen. He's okay. Yeah. I guess I, I guess that's probably where I put him too. That's probably. I mean, he's probably maybe he's the vet, the Bengals think he's that veteran backup behind. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's, that's going to be his long term prognosis. Yeah. 46, Joe Flacco. He actually did okay. I, I've been wanting to write him he, off completely. He did well enough that he years. may end up sticking and hanging around in the league another three or four years. He might. Yeah, he might be the veteran backup. I mean, he doesn't come across as the mentor type. He's kind of quiet and whatnot. But 
If he wants to play, somebody will give him a check. Since 2012, when he won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. he's 44 and 51 as a starter. Yeah. <laughs> and won a couple games this year, I think. Yeah. Well, no, he played for the Jets. He didn't. Win. I thought he was. They didn't. Was win. A, they blew it. They he didn't win. Okay, the two games they won were not him. They yeah. were Darnold. Uh, Forty-five. Mike Glennon. He's pretty bad too. Yeah. I, I think I'd even go. But lower. he's a, he's a career backup. That's he's what he is. He's a career backup. Yeah. Some of those guys last a long time, make a lot of money. I mean, we haven't talked to Chase Daniel yet, but he's there's like the Chase Daniel category of yeah. the Colt McCoys and Glennons and you know. Yeah, see what you think of this one. Forty-four, Mason Rudolph. I guess that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't have him in the top thirty-two. No, you know. Remember, remember, I remember writing at the beginning of the season, though, before mm-hmm. or actually last off season, that Mason Rudolph's closer to the top ten in backups than he is the bottom ten. And oh, I got, I got killed. Sure. Well, if he's ranked forty-fourth here, he's 12th. there's thirty-two starters. He's twelfth. Right, right. He's twelfth. <laughs> And all those names we just mentioned, would you trade Mason for any of them straight up? Nope. No. Not a one. Including Haskins. Not a one. I mean, not, yeah. I'll trade you this guy for Colt McCoy? No. There's some guys above him on this list that I wouldn't trade him for. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Including Chase Daniel. Yeah. Uh, 43. And this is where, like, okay, Rudolph's a better player than this guy. John Wolford. Yeah, how do you know? He, no one knew his name before Goff got hurt. Right. And to his credit, it sounded like they wanted to start Wolford in that second playoff I don't know game. if they wanted to. I think they were just done with Goff. <laughs> You're just anyone but Goff. Anyone but Goff, right. yeah. I know I mean, he's they, okay they got rid of Goff. They, there's a reason why they traded for Matthew Stafford. They were right. done with Goff. They didn't see that this kid is close yeah. to the answer or anything either. No, I would not trade Rudolph for Wolford. Yeah. Number 42, Nick oh. Mullins. He... <laughs> I would. I, I think he's totally been exposed. If the 49ers offered you, if they offered you Nick Mullins in their fifth round draft pick for Mason Rudolph, no, I'd say no. I'd say no. And I don't love Rudolph. I mean, I'm right, not even yeah. saying that. It's just this but is Nick what's Mullins there, is folks. right. He was exposed. He was exposed. I mean, you talk about needing the system to be perfect, and you know, even when it is, you get exposed. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like you can only do. I can only hide you so much. Right. Uh. Number 41, Chad Henney. Mm. I mean, I guess he's better than the Glennons of the world. He's also, <laughs> what if he was in Jags offense and Glennon yeah. was in Kansas City's? Right. Probably is a Glennon of the world. Probably, really. yeah. Probably. I mean, is he really different than Flacco? Been around the league a million Not years. Not really. Doesn't make anything happen. With his yeah. Feet. Probably has seen everything. Yeah. Uh, number 40, Nick Foles. Like, Real quick, like, do the Steelers win any more games if Chad Henney's on the roster in no. 2019? No. No. They would have been 8-8, eight eight, you know. Maybe he's better than Duck in terms of getting you out of wrong plays and things like that, but no. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. you know. 40, Nick Foles. Okay. I'm glad. That's where he belongs. I bet yeah. some people would have him 30-ish. I think he's horrible. Yeah. As in the starting world. 39, Kyle Allen. He does some things. He didn't turn the ball over this year like he did last year. Yeah. So I mean, there was some there was some progression there. Mm-hmm. I but, know some coaches are intrigued with him. Fair enough. Thirty-eight. C.J. Beathard. He's kind of like Mullins to me. Yeah. Too. I mean, I, like I, those guys, if they were a Jag or a Jet, it would be they would be overexposed. They'd be over, over. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little. I wouldn't trade Rudolph for him. This one is really nuts here. Thirty-seven. Taylor Heineke. He won good game. Yeah. And they gave him money, 
just as weak. Good for them. But I don't know where I'd rank him. You know, <laughs> he I'd, wouldn't be 37 on my list. He wouldn't be 37. You know, like, I don't think by any means. What do you think Washington thinks of him right now? Like, I bet they look at him and say, okay, we might have found something here. We'll give him a shot, but we're still going to go get somebody. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Rivera thought enough of Heineken to bring him from Carolina. All right. That's his one of his guys. Maybe they look at him and think, he might be a long-term two for us. And that's a yeah. home run, folks. You know? But if, if the if the Washington offered you nope. Heineke straight up for Rudolph? No. 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 Nope. They would. Yeah. They'd yeah. say yes. 36, Sam Darnold. That's a little harsh, but the film's, <laughs> the film's bad. You know I'm a Darnold guy. I, I was talking about this on the podcast. Today. But now we're getting into that area. Okay, if the, if the Jets offered you Sam Darnold for Mason Rudolph, you'd say yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. But what's interesting to me about Darnold is let's say you're the GM of any of those quarterback needy teams, and I'll include the Patriots even though he's not going to be in the East, Washington, Chicago, um, the Colts, but the Colts have money. That maybe If you tie your, your legacy as an owner, as a GM, as a coach to him, you might hit, but there's Boy, there's, there's a much higher a chance that you're, you're going to yeah. not hit. Like You're gonna fail. Me sitting here not with a job on line says I like Sam Darnold. I look around. <laughs> but if you're gonna go all in, yeah. if they tell, if saying, they if you, but if you have they say, hey Matt, your contract's up at the end of next year, and your family needs to eat the following <laughs> year, and you don't want to move, and you, you want to bang life. a table for that, right? So <laughs> we can fix that, and he can get to be a top fifteen guy, and I'm gonna pay him, and I'm gonna give up a good pick for him. Ooh. Yeah, you know, I might rather just take Jimmy and know who he is, or you right. know what I mean, and, and fight another day. Thirty-five is Carson Wentz. He was really bad. He was really bad this year. I don't know how to have him thirty-five though. Sure, I mean, like, I'm sure thirty-four, or you know, you could get more for him than the next ten guys you mention or whatever. Yeah, because thirty-four is Gardner Minshew. Right. I mean, like, <laughs> everybody would rather have Wentz or Darnold than Minshew, but their tape's bad. Yeah, thirty-three is Drew Locke. Yeah, same. Yeah. Is he gonna be a starter next year? Uh, well, I don't. I I think Denver's exploring. I mean, a minimum. I, mean, I think they better sign a Dalton. Thirteen games, he threw sixteen touchdown passes, but he had fifteen interceptions and lost three fumbles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's who he is. I think that's who he is too, yeah. and not in a bad situation either. Uh, Thirty-two, Cam Newton. He was horrible. I think he year. should be lower on this list. He should be. Do you think he's a starter next year? I don't think he is. I don't think he'd even and I don't back. and I don't think he wants to, I don't think his ego would let him not be a starter. I know. I, I did something on the podcast where I just kind of guessed basically this was before the Stafford trade who every team's starting quarterback would be, and I put him on Washington with Rivera on a cheap deal Perhaps. and trade for Jordan yeah. Love. Yeah. You know, like maybe something like that. But yeah, that would be the one team that you look at and say, okay, maybe they maybe total fallback plan. Yeah, they, they swing and miss on a couple other guys. Maybe. Yeah. And maybe Heineke even beats him out. You know, right, like, yeah. He was really bad this year. Yeah. Uh, 31, Mitch Trubisky. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's where he belongs. Does he start? Is, does he an opening day starter next year? I could see. I could I could potentially see him starting in Denver. Yeah. Would you rather start Locke or Trubisky? I think they're pretty close to being the same pretty guy, close. but Trubisky at least has it. You've, you've got a better track record with Trubisky. Locke's more aggressive for better or worse. Yeah. Trubisky usually more, more worse, yeah. for, more usually for worse, right? Yeah. Depends what you want out of the position. He, he has to run to be even useful, though. Yeah, and he did run a little bit more. This yeah, he year did. He did. Um, Thirty, Jimmy Garoppolo. Boy, is his star falling? That star's falling. 
I like him more than that, but he's just so hard to count on. I mean, yeah. if you factor in durability and reliability, he's got to be low. 29, Teddy Bridgewater. I'll take Jimmy over Teddy. 28, Tua. He was worse than that. I, I think we've been too hard on, or the world has been too hard on Tua. I mean, this time last year, we knew he was going to be a top three or four pick. But he had this huge hip situation. I mean, one year ago, we didn't know if he'd be ready Here's on Here's the thing day. about Tua is I think people misunderstand what he is. I think people thought, well, he's going to be – he'll be a runner. and, and that, yeah. That's not who there's he is. There's some stereotype. That's not yeah. who he is at all. Right. Yeah. And I also think there's an adjustment coming from Bama when things are wide open and no preseason and no regular offseason and hurt him dramatically. I, I expect him to be a different player next year. Like – I don't know if he'll ever be a top 10 quarterback, but I don't think he'll be a liability. Yeah. Uh, 27, Alex Smith. I might have him lower. He really wasn't much different than Cam Newton to me. No. And just a bad starting quarterback. No, they won because of their defense. They won because of him. And they didn't win that much. Uh, uh, 26, Taysom Hill. I wouldn't even put him on the list. I'd have him below about three of the four guys that we just... uh, I mean, if the criteria is... I need to start one of these 48 names. Is that how many are on here? 58 59, names. 59. 59. Okay. I got to start one of these 59 for 16 games every snap. Taysom Hill's going to be like 40 for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, he's fine what he does, but I gotta, he's got to be my like quarterback. It, uh, let's say ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger retires and the Saints offer you Taysom Hill straight up for, for Mason Rudolph. I think I could win a game or two easier with him. And then where he's going to be exposed, and I got to change my whole <laughs> and offense, yeah. and Chase Claypool doesn't I mean, catch balls, and right, yeah, no, I'd say no. Um, twenty-five, Andy Dalton. He was worse than people thought, by the way, this year. Yeah, but that's who he, he had. Was. He had yeah. some. He had some moments where he was okay, but they mm-hmm. have great receivers. I know? mean, is he any different than Bridgewater? Not really. No. Yeah. Twenty-four, Daniel Jones. Okay. I still have a little I, – I like him more now than when he came out. I think he's given a little bit of the short end of the stick, too, because of injuries. This one's stuff, this one's a bit of a stretch. 23, Jalen Hurts. That's a real stretch. <laughs> it's a real stretch. I mean, I know he he benefited from not being Carson Wentz. Yeah. More than that, him being good. He played 52% of his passes for That's us. what I was about to say. His yeah. completion percentage is bad. Let's not pretend he was the second coming of Joe right. Montana here with stepping Even in. Even like in the pro football focus, how they do their adjusted completion percentage for – they don't count throwaways and things like yeah. that. Him and Wentz were like the two of the bottom three in the league. Yeah. That was it. Was more about Philadelphia's lack of weapons, and their line was totally decimated. Yeah. And I don't think the coaching staff helped them either. And neither one of those guys is particularly accurate in on their best day. Yeah, especially Hurts. Twenty-two, Jared Goff. That might be a little harsh on Goff too. By the way, <laughs> he's a little easy to kick when he's down, and he doesn't handle pressure well. A lot of quarterbacks don't handle pressure well. I mean, I think Goff's going to be a ten-year starter in the league. He may bounce around and not be the answer for anybody. And he may be for in for a really rough year this year. Yeah, <laughs> Detroit, yeah by the no way. doubt about it. He didn't like pressure. Yeah. 21, Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's fair. I mean, you could win a couple games with him. 20, Ben Roethlisberger. That's too harsh. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Get 37 touchdown passes this year. You're right. I mean, <laughs> did his season end well? Did he look old at times? It was a, did After watching... 18 games. Well, he didn't play week 17. 17 games, could you say? Is it time to worry about Ben? With, with no running sure. game. Th- those things are accurate. But 
And oh, by the way, his receivers dropped 48 passes this year, which led mm-hmm. the NFL by – there were 15 more than any other quarterback on this list. Like, I often equate him and Breeze together. I think Ben was better than Breeze this year. Yeah. And I bet Breeze is 10th on this list. I don't know that he's that high. In fact, Good. he isn't because he's one, he's one spot ahead of okay. Roethlisberger. I mean, so Breeze is 19th. But there's no way – but Ben's first three months were pretty darn good. People were talking about him, including us, as, as a potential MVP candidate. At one point, right, yeah. right. He's not the twentieth. I mean, no. that's. I mean, I wouldn't. And put you'll him... see that here as we get through the more guys on this list. Mm-hmm. That he's not. He's not worse than. These I mean, guys. I put him over Rivers. And and, remind you, know. you, just to remind folks, this is based on their play from this past season. It's not what we're projecting for next year. Right. It's where they what they did last year. Yeah. Right. So Breeze is nineteen. Joe Burrow eighteen. I like Joe Burrow. I'm not going to compare all these guys to Ben. I thought Burrow played really well. He played well, but he played 10 games, and he only threw 13 touchdowns. Let's not get carried mm-hmm. away here. No. I'm not sure where I'd rank Burrow, though. I wouldn't have him much lower. Uh, no, but I would have been higher. I would have been higher, yeah. Say that, uh, okay, 17 is Phillip Rivers. That was sitting there thinking in my head, who had a better year, Rivers or Ben? One of them had a developing running game. I mean, if, if you would have had a Jonathan Taylor level – Running game that got better and better as the season went on. Absolutely, I don't think I don't think Rivers would have done well here. No, I think Ben would have done better than Rivers here. And this I think this ben one would have been a, Rivers there. Yeah, this one would have been a tough uh, tough one. Uh, Sixteen is Dak Prescott. I don't know where you put him. Yeah, five, he played five games and they were five yeah. outstanding games. But they also he also turned the ball over seven times in those five games. Their which was a reason why they were ridiculously losing ridiculously bad at yeah. that point too. It got a little better. Like if somebody if they put. Back at six or seven, I wouldn't have got on their case. Yeah. I don't know where you rank. You know, fifteen. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Okay. Was he? Was he? That was he? Five spots better than Roethlisberger? No. I mean, I don't want Kirk Cousins as my again. My put guy. put Roethlisberger in that offense. I bet his with that running game. Good. Oh yeah, they were one of the best offenses in the league in yards per play. But he is who he is. Yeah. You know what I mean. Uh, 14, Matt Ryan. He's re- coming back to reality. Yeah. I think I'd take Ryan over Ben. He, had, I mean, you could make the argument he had better targets. Yeah. Uh, 26 he had no t- running game either. 26 touchdown passes, 11 interceptions, three fumbles lost. Mm-hmm. He turns the ball over. Yeah, he doesn't get out of the way. Yeah. Um, 13, Matthew Stafford. I might have him a little higher, but I'm a Stafford guy. Uh, 12, Derek Carr. He had a good year. Yeah. He's easy to bash, too, but he had a really solid good year. 11, Baker Mayfield. He'd be lower for me. Yeah. He got better as the season went on. I don't want to bash the division opponent, but they won in spite of him a lot, quite a bit this year, and they still hide him. Uh, 10, Kyler Murray. Like, you can't tell me the Browns would be better with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I mean, think of that. Uh, Kyler's a tough one, too. Yeah. He, He played hurt a lot this year. I think people are kind of figuring out the Kingsbury offense, and they better zig, you know, when everybody knows what they're zagging. But I still have really high hope for him. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good this year. You don't want to play against him. No. You know? Nine, Justin Herbert. Yeah, I mean, he was remarkable. I'm not sure that him and Burrow were much different. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have him quite. That's nine. pretty Nine's rich. pretty rich. It's pretty rich. Yeah. I mean, considering where he is. And there was two or three games against Belichick-like defenses where he was in over his head. Yeah. You know, his rookies are. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they didn't win much. That, they that, didn't win much. <laughs> and some of that was because of him. 
Now, right. some of the reason why they were in those games was also because of him, but he also didn't win them. They have a new coach, you know, yeah. because they won so they've lost so many close games. They did win their last four in a row. I don't think I could have them that high. I mean, if we're picking up teams, I pick them really high to yeah. go forward. But right. how good is he right this minute? I don't know. That's I don't think he's better than Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Eight Ryan Tannehill. Okay. He's come back to earth a little, a little though, bit, yeah. you know, as, as I don't think he's a top 10 guy when it's all said and done, but not far off. Seven, Lamar Jackson. I was wondering when he'd come up because he's a hard one to judge. He didn't have a great year. He did not have a great year. I mean, he's a year removed from the MVP. I'm a bit of a Lamar apologist as a passer. I wonder if you gave him a Stefan Diggs or a Hopkins, the two similar quarterbacks, yeah. Kyler and Allen, got this year, would would Al, would Jackson be top three again? Yeah, maybe. The thing I the thing I'm concerned about with him moving forward is a little bit of his pocket presence got I exposed don't think he's this ever year. Going to be good. Yeah, right. He got exposed a little bit this year in that respect. What if he gets Chris Godwin? Then okay. we'll see. I'm then not we'll saying see. it will be better, but we'll but, see. But he still takes some sacks that you look at and you go, boy, what was he doing right. there? And his accuracy outside the numbers is not great. Yeah. But he's got a trump card that no one else has. Too, yeah, absolutely. You know? Right. Absolutely. Six, Russell Wilson. Wow. I mean, at one point he was two. One. Yeah. One. He actually, right. yeah, one point in the season surpassed. Um, I would probably take him over Josh Allen still, you know, yeah. for a year, for a game. Five is Allen. And he's been r- ridiculously good. I'm not bashing Allen at all. Four is Deshaun Watson. He may even be higher for me. That's tough. That's. I mean, he had nothing around him. Um, three, Patrick Mahomes. He wouldn't be three. <laughs> I could see Rodgers being one. Brady's not better than Mahomes, Bra- guys. They have Brady at two. You have got to be Come flipping on. kidding me. Right. I mean, even in the p- postseason, they won. And I understand Brady brings ridiculous intangibles and men- mental skills and all that stuff. Everyone in the world would rather play against Brady than Mahomes. For three quarters, for three Wilson. quarters of the season, Brady looked like ugh. You're right, and I do think preseason didn't help him at all either. And he's a rep guy, but he doesn't hurt you like some of these other guys we're yeah. talking about. Come on, I mean, but he shouldn't be two. Shouldn't be two. Um, uh, he's five to me, yeah. which is a great compliment for his age and his Absolutely. situation. It's amazing. Yeah, he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. Bompieri had him one. Brady? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Aaron Rodgers is number one. Everybody they won the MVP and deserved yeah. it. Cool. Absolutely. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But, again, you, you see where Mason Rudolph comes in. At the, and That's that probably the extra. If you think there. about we did this last year, and Mason Rudolph was, like, third from last, which I thought was really ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Some, there's a couple names not on the list. Mariota, Winston. Yeah, I mean, Mariota didn't start any games. He didn't start any games. Yeah. Or did he come? In? He came in and wanted to look good or right. something. You know that I would take. I would take those guys over Rudolph. Maybe Brissett. You know, a couple names that are have some things to work with there. But they've got more of a track record. They have a track record. Yeah. You're right. But I mean, they're. If I were listing quarterbacks on the planet, I would have them thirty to thirty-five ish. Maybe yeah. you know they're intriguing, but. They're not going to be cheap either, right? You know that's a, that's the thing. I'm, if you look at that that top ten mm-hmm. list, um, those guys are all either making big money or were high draft picks, or about to be. We're about you know, to make Allen, a big money. Jackson, yeah. they're about to be super expensive too. Yeah. Right, right. So right. I mean, getting a quarterback. Um, again, just to go back to conversations we've previously had. 
you know, this is this this is not easy. It's not easy, and I think there'll be five first rounders this year, and then after that, I don't see many diamonds in the rough types. And who knows if they'll hit, and they're going to have a really difficult transition this year, and we don't really know what they are compared to other years. And it really seemed like a month ago, boy, there's a lot of really good quarterbacks on the market. And then Stafford and Goff get scooped up, and Dak's probably going to be a cowboy. We don't even know if Watson's moving. So I keep going back to the Washingtons and Chicagos of the world, which is exactly what the Steelers would be if Ben retired or you said, we're done with you. Yeah. And who are you going to get, and how are you going to get them? Right. That, I mean, those are two really it's, tough it's questions. It's just not going to happen this year. Right, right. Who are you going to get, and how are you going to get them? Because you're back to the Darnolds and Wentz's, or you're in the Winston Mariota land, and one of those four will turn into a star. But the other three won't, <laughs> and they're not going to be cheap. Since 2015, I ju- we just did. We were working on our triple take stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, today. Uh, and that'll be coming out later this week on Steelers.com. There have been 18 quarterbacks selected in the first round in the last five drafts. Okay. More and more people are doing More and more people. That's over half the half the teams in the league have taken a quarterback in the first round in the last five drafts. Right. And how many of those teams are happy with their quarterback Not situation? many. Not that many. Yeah. Not that many. Wow. So. Right. Anyways, he is Matt Arizona Williamson. twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, you know. Wow. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We're going to take a break. Um, be back uh, with a, another show later. You can find yeah, it here yeah. Check us out. on these very airwaves. Uh, you can, of course, uh, if you subscribe to the, uh, the to the podcast here on Steelers.com, they'll be downloaded directly to your phone. You won't even have to go searching for them. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. Uh, but uh, uh, we want to thank uh, Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air during this segment, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, it's a lovely Monday here in Pittsburgh. We're awaiting the big snowstorm. <laughs> big storm about to hit, huh? Uh, this this winter has been... Is, is We've had snow consistently on the ground for at least two weeks. Yeah. And we keep getting more. And lots of it, right. Yeah. Like I'm having a hard time where to put it on my driveway <laughs> and stuff like that. I mean, I think last year I pulled my snowblower out once. Right. This year... I mean, it's been pretty consistent. I turned my when my when my father died, my mom asked me if I wanted this, his snowblower because yeah. he had this monster snowblower okay. and she can't handle it herself, so sure. she got a smaller one. She's like, "Do you want this snowblower?" And I'm looking at it, I'm like, "I'll never uh, like I never I would, what am I gonna do with it? I shovel like once a year, right? <laughs> yeah. This week it's been every you know I'm shoveling like three four times a day. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is you got to keep up with it too. Like you get the first layer so it doesn't compound, and then we got ice <laughs> coming tonight and all this good stuff. But kids have been home a lot too, and on top of going back to school, then they get all these snow. Well, that's days the other. Too. That's the other thing right. about it is like now because they've got the, they've got the the the. So easy to leave them at home. Every, yeah, everything's in place. They just say, "Yeah, oh, we're just going to cancel today. We'll do right. we'll we do online learning in? today." Exactly. Like, it's, it's all the time. I'm like, yeah. Are we gonna have school tomorrow, Dad? I'm like, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you never go. So yeah, so lots of that. But uh, that's what we're dealing with here in Pittsburgh. The Steelers, meanwhile, dealing with trying to get figure out what exactly the 2021 salary cap is going to look like. That feels like the biggest news right now in the league. It absolutely With is quarterback movement as well. And last week, uh, well, Super Bowl weekend, there we had the, the there was a tweet from Adam Schefter. Looks like the salary cap's going to come in at 180 million. This after mm-hmm. everybody else was saying, well, it looks like it's going to be 185 million. And I kept saying, hey, tap the brakes on this. There's still more to come on this. Sure, absolutely. They played every game over the weekend. Uh, there were a couple of different stories here in the last three or four days that seem to to tend to lean towards okay this thing's going to be higher than what we thought it was. Mm-hmm. The first the first shoe to drop was a story by CNBC. Okay. Of course now CNBC uh NBC is is tied in with NBC obviously. Of course, of course. So and NBC is one of the big partners with the, the Sunday TV night football. Yeah, and with right, the TV so deal. There might not be a coincidence going on here. Right? So the headline on the story said the NFL wants to finalize new TV deals before setting 2021 salary cap in March. So that we've been saying all along that right, they, they right. want to get these these TV deals done before they, they set the salary cap because they can borrow from future years. You know what's coming. You yeah. signed a deal. Right, right. And so... Not to mention, I mean, I don't know this exact you know, ratio or whatever, but TV money is way bigger than the fans. Oh, it's cost, it's two-thirds. You know, it's probably two-thirds of what they bring Is it two-thirds? Yeah, okay. somewhere in that, in that yeah. range. If, if, the TV, the, if these TV deals get done... It could be even bigger. I mean, you're talking about a major. This is where most money going. This is where most of their money comes from. Sure, and and people aren't stopping to watch the NFL. I mean, I would think if you're less likely to leave your house, you might watch more games. Yeah, and here's the thing: Um, like people say, well, the the Super Bowl was down nine percent. The ratings were down nine percent this year. Okay, it was a blowout. How many people watched in the second half? How many people watched that entire game? Other than few. yeah, you and me and you well, know people care some other sickos, yeah, right, of course. So if you look at that though, uh, it, this comes from Peter King's Monday Morning Quarterback today. Um, the NBA Finals this past year, their ratings were down fifty percent. So it's a drop in the bucket. I mean, it, it, when you're when fighting, you, the, yeah. the NFL games this year were still easily the most watched thing on okay. TV yeah, every right, every right, week. Right. Don't Hands you think, down. I mean, I, I'm really talking about things I don't know, but there's just so many more options of things to watch. Absolutely. Now, That's you part know, of right? it. Yeah. I'm going to binge, you know, Stranger Things or whatever. Yeah. You know? The one thing that the NFL has, has kind of gotten the jump on here, as opposed to some of the other um, major sports, is this online streaming. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. The NFL's streaming numbers uh, for the Super Bowl 5.7 million people watched the Super Bowl. Streaming live, think of five point seven million. Right, that's a lot of people. Like even if you told people five years ago, five point seven million people were going to walk around on their phone watching the Super Bowl. Like, well, no, they're not. Right, (laughs) that was up sixty percent from last year. Wow, that's a huge number. That's a huge number. A lot of people. Obviously, it's a future. A lot of people are are cutting the cord on their cable TV. They're just going Mm -hmm. with because you can get the smart TV and just watch all your stuff. 
I don't need these Online. specific packages or whatever. I'm just going to pick and choose yeah. what I want. So right? you're seeing what you're seeing now is 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 like Amazon jumping into. Hey, we want to we want to broadcast NFL games. Yeah, right, right. There were some and, games like that, yeah. right? So they're now the they're future, now getting right. more involved with this as well. So. You know, part of this story with, with this, uh, the I don't TV. Think they're hurting for viewers. No, part of the story. <laughs> yeah, part of the story with the NFL. T- this new deal could reach as high as one hundred billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Yeah, that's Doctor Evil. There's thirty-two right. teams. You know, do the do the math on that. Okay, right, right, right. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's all profit. Right, but, but kind of is. They're giving mm-hmm. you money to to show your games. Like right, they're right, pl- right. they're paying most. Like they're paying their people. You're not paying. The guys who come in and broadcast the games, you're not playing the, the you don't broad- pay Tony that's, Romo's salary. That's what they're doing. Right, exactly. You know? It's not like I buy this good, it goes up in value twenty percent, I sell it for twenty percent more. I'm doing it no matter what. You're gonna give us a big check to do it, basically. Yeah. yeah right. It's a little different than other you know, So if this deal models. comes in, the other interesting thing about this is right now what they're talking about is whether they want to do a ten year deal, which would be the hundred billion dollars, or if they want to do a seven year deal. Which would be fourteen billion dollars per year, as opposed to the ten billion dollars per year that they're doing now. Or they hmm. could do an eight-year deal at twelve billion per year. Wow, I mean, they're remarkable numbers, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I guess the the thought process is where were we going to be eight, nine, ten years from now? You know, do we want to do a shorter one or a longer one? Could the the viewership go down dramatically by then? It's hard to predict the future. I don't but see that. I don't <laughs> see that. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there was a point in baseball history where they thought they were king and unbeatable, but, I mean, my whole life football's been king. Yeah. I'm old. I mean, it's, you know. football's – really, football became the most watched sport really in the early 60s. Is that about when it started? When, okay. when they went when they started being broadcast on television mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Monday Night because Football. Because it's, and... it's, it's a perfectly made-for-TV event. Of course. Of course. And I don't see fandom dropping at all. I mean, I think – just watching like my son and that generation, he's a Steeler fan, of course, but he's a little bit different dad than most, I would imagine, in that regard. A lot of kids his age are fans of players more than the, the back of the jersey instead of the front of the jersey. Right, right. That doesn't mean you watch less. Right. You, know what you I might mean? watch I mean, more, actually. Yeah, you might. I mean, they, they like their fantasy teams, and they want to see Mahomes. Like, and, I mean, you know, right. fantasy football, online well, gaming. gambling, too. Yeah. You know, wait till they get the gambling age, I right? I mean... That's the thing about football that, that may, because it, it sets up perfectly for that stuff because oh. you know they'll have hey you got one game on Thursday night okay I'll watch it and I'm gonna put a buck on it <laughs> yeah you know and I got a fantasy player watching I got yeah, one game on Monday night yep. oh yeah that's the bit you know watch that one there's a game Sunday night you know watch that one yeah, you know sure. it's just the way it goes um, I mean even the most casual fan probably has a fantasy player in that game. Mm-hmm. And is interested in putting 20 bucks on it to make it interesting. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's good entertainment. I mean, that's the beauty of it. Correct me if I'm wrong. The, the league hasn't seen a lot of revenue from betting yet, right? No. But it's coming. Right. And in a big way. In yeah. A tidal wave. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they get this TV deal done, that's why they're waiting on putting out a cap number. I'm sure that's why Dak Prescott's not signed, and that's you know, why teams are waiting. Right, People right, wondering right. why. Hey, why are the Steelers not making? The, why haven't you know, they, why isn't Ben's decision? Why haven't done, they done anything right. with Ben yet? Right. Well, because they want to see what the cap comes in. You know that that has. I mean, if you're going to trade for Deshaun Watson, perhaps you better know what the cap is. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, and all these things, even if it's Sam Darnold, you know. So the way this could affect things, you know, if if you look at it from a Steelers standpoint, the retirements of Marquise Pouncey. 
and and McDonald, and McDonald freed up a bunch of salary cap. Right, just in itself. Um, you know, so as you look for that, I mean, just I bet there's a handful of handshake deals out there. Sam Darnold's going to the Colts for a second round pick, but let's see what the number is first. Right. You know, like the compensation might be agreed upon out there already. Yeah. You know? Although that stuff typically leaks out. It so, does. Yeah. It does. So right now, this according to Spot Track, uh, they've got the adjusted salary cap right now, or the Steelers' adjusted salary cap, because that factors in their carryover money from last year. Which okay. They had right, about right. $4 million that they carried which is nice. over. Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't have to use. Yeah. Um, Right now, they're estimating that the Steelers are about fifteen point five million over the cap. Okay, is that they were thirty million over the cap before the retirements of Pouncey and McDonald? Mm-hmm. Sure. So you've you've already cut that number largely in half. In half. And without that's doing anything. Without else, doing really. anything, you know, and and at two positions that. Well, they were they weren't what they used to be. Right, but you you, know, you, you had to address them anyway. Yeah, you probably. had to address those, and and so. Um, Obviously, they're aging players. You know, yeah. so if you look at it, and I've been playing around with this, um, if you get Roethlisberger's numbers down to let's say twenty-eight million, and that's kind of the Drew Brees deal you were presenting last week, right? right. That's if you, that's if you go to Roethlisberger and say, hey, we're going to give you the the nineteen million dollars that you would have mm-hmm. gotten this year with the with the roster bonus and your salary. We're going to give that to you as signing bonus. And why would he say no? And extend you over over three or two more years. Mm-hmm. Why would he say no? That knocks him down to twenty-seven, tw- between twenty-seven and twenty-eight million dollars. I put twenty-eight million in here just to stay on the high end. Might as well be right, right. Okay, be pleasantly surprised otherwise. Okay, well that knocks you down to being only two point three million dollars over the cap. Which cap are you even going off of? That's going right now. That's say that's at one hundred eighty-five million. Okay, which it, I'm not so sure it won't be even higher than that. It might be. It might be. based on that TV deal. Uh, I trust Adam Schefter more than all the national reporters put together. Parts because I know him and I think he's really good at what he does, but I don't think it's going to be under 185. Yeah. You know, I disagree with him on that. He knows better than I do. I'm just a hunch. So then if you restructure Stefan to it, his deal, because he's signed through 2023, mm-hmm. that saves you another, an additional $3.9 million. Now you're Now, now you're you under got, the cap. Now you got money to play with. Now if you restructure Cam Hayward, who signed through 2025. Mm-hmm. That frees up another two point five six eight million dollars. Well, now you got four point two million dollars under the cap. And, and folks, don't forget. I mean, I know we have a lot of new listeners, so some people might not have heard this a week or two ago. The Steelers have tons of cap space next year. Yes, you know what I mean. They can so make these moves this, without right? without it doesn't hamper you, you as much as it did in other years by pushing the you know the, the bills forward, so to speak. Now, there's only two other guys that they can restructure because they've they've only got seventeen guys under contract. A year from now. A year from now. Right. So they can restructure Chris Boswell. Let's go ahead and do that. He Bos- might as well. Boswell's going to be on our team. He's had one bad year, and he happened to have a groin injury yeah. that year and stuff, too. I mean, I have full faith in, in Bos. Restructuring him saves you uh, just over $1 million. So now you're at $5.27 million under the cap. Okay. And, and that's 185 cap. Yeah. Right. How about we restructure? The other guy that we can restructure is Derek Watt. Fine. Is that going to save me much? That saves me three hundred eighty thousand dollars. Okay. It's, there. Mean, it's something that puts me at five point six million dollars okay. in cap in cap space. That's enough right there. If if I do nothing else, to sign my my draft class and go into next season. Sure. We want to do more than that. We wanna, okay. We, we like want to do more than that. Banner. All right. You know. Let's uh, let's say we cut then Vince uh, Vince Williams. I think that's a move that has to happen. I, mean, I think he's been a good player. But. That saves us four million dollars. Now we got nine point six five million dollars mm-hmm. under the cap. Not so bad. I mean, when's the last Are time? Are any of those moves, like, 
whoa, we can't do that. Right, right, right. That's not cutting Joe Hayden or Nelson or, no. you know, like, like some people have brought up. Um, I know it's not a huge saving, but we even talked about on Friday, what if you ex- extend Watt? TJ, no, you're that not gets there. you. You can do. You can do that to. You can save as much as a million dollars if you do okay. that, depending on how you structure that. I don't know what the downside of doing that is. It's only a million, but still, you know, you're up to millions. 10 a million, yeah. yeah now you're, you're over ten million in cap space. Mm-hmm. And if you sign Banner, Sutton, whoever, you could backload those contracts if they don't kill you this year too. I mean, that's. I'm sure that's the. the uh, Realistically, I mean, if you wanted to, you could you could do some things like you could extend Eric Ebron. I don't think that's crazy. He's only 28. I say he's young. The, 20, you know what he 28 is. 28 is, is usually a time when, you're, when your tight ends. It's like 27.2 is when they hit their peak. Between 28 and 32 mm-hmm. is, when they, is when they hit their peak. Mm-hmm. So, you know. As long he, as you know what he is and you're not asking him to right. block defensive tackles and defensive linemen. His cap hit properly. right now is $8.5 million. If you can lower that to, say, 2 or $3 million, again, you just save $5 million off your cap. Yeah. I haven't thought about him. I, I'm all for that. I mean, realistically, Steven Nelson signed through 2022. He's 28 years old. You could add a couple years onto his deal and, and lower his number. It's, mm-hmm. he's coming, he comes in at 14.4. Plus, you could, the beauty of those type of moves is the next couple of years, you assume he's going to be with the team and play well. You know, Maybe right. he starts to decline. I mean, football's not, not for long, obviously. But at least when you see the big hurdle coming of three years from now, he's due a lot – you can at least prepare for it. And I'm not saying you know? I'm not saying you give these guys four, a four year deal. No, right, right, you right. You extend them. You extend them another year mm-hmm. or two. And, at and most. then all of a sudden you're looking at the 2021, 22, 23 roster and saying we don't have we have more than 12 guys on roster. Yeah. You know, you got guys locked up, and you at least know they'll be here. You may look at them and say we better draft a corner in 2021. Right. You yeah, know, because his play is dropping or whatever, or you know we got to prepare for life without him, but. By then, hopefully, we laugh at the COVID stuff and stadiums are full and, you know, salary caps are plentiful and all those things, too, which I would think is, isn't crazy. But we just got we just got the nine point six million dollars in cap space without cutting with cutting. The only guy we cut was Vince Williams. Mm-hmm. And so, frankly, he may go through the league and call you back and say, hey, can I play for a million next year? Right. You just, you when know, when you later. do that to him, you, you go to him and say, hey, Vince, we'd like, to, we'd like to drop your salary or knock your salary down to the veteran minimum. Mm-hmm. You've already pocketed this much sure, sure. You know, um, signing bonus and all that stuff from us. We'd like to have you back, but you're 32 years old. Yeah. You know, we need to get younger and faster there. Yeah. And, you know, he would understand the, world, the way the world works. You know, other, or, or would you like to test the free agent market? And mm-hmm. if you test a free agent market and, and you don't find something you like, we'd like to have you back. Yeah. And frankly, I think you could call Williamson, too. Neither one of those guys would get scooped up at the first day of free agency or anything. Right. And Or life would be fine without them, too. I mean, Yeah. I mean, you can you can move on without those guys. Yeah. But again, people thinking saying that this Steelers salary cap situation is dire. Dire is a strong word. I mean, I even bet the Saints and Eagles and teams that we've kind of, wow, they're in big trouble. It's not going to get to the point where they're trading Fletcher Cox and right. Ryan Ramchick. You do things like now. You're you know going to be I mean? in, in many cases. You're going. They're going to be kicking the can down the road even more so than the Steelers. I mean, we're course. only kicking the can, again. We're talking about kicking the can down the road a little bit here with Roethlisberger to it Hayward. But the the beauty is that road is so much wider and nicer. Absolutely. You know yeah. I mean? There's a lot of room on that road. You know. I mean, that's the beauty of it is. And hopefully, you keep drafting wonderful players. And you know. You by the way, and, you know. You know, with, with Roethlisberger. Perhaps coming off the books after the twenty twenty one season. Yeah, 
You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you, you're not paying a quarterback. You're not paying a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Or you can pay one if you choose to pay one. And potentially, who's to say, but maybe their first round pick a year from now is a quarterback and you have a cheap quarterback room for four years. Right. I mean, like, that's a, an option post Ben. And it's also not crazy talk. I mean, I, I kind of doubt this will happen, but Ben could have an awesome year and say, let's try one more. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're under contract, you know? Right. I mean, that's possible. So, I, you know, I look at this, and, and I know, you know, when we talked to Labs uh, last week, mm-hmm. you, know, he, oh, I, you know, Bob likes to live in his fears. Oh, he'll be the first to tell you that. Too. Right, 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 right. He's not on the uh, the Browns uh, happiness committee or whatever. He is not on the happiness committee whatsoever. <laughs> but even at that, that number, that got our cap number down to 180. That's not bad. So even if the cap comes in at 180, we just made enough moves right there that we're even, Steve. That we're that we're okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to come in from what we're going going back to the uh, what we were talking about initially here. What if it's 200? Yeah. What if it's back to what if it's even if it's just what it was this year? That's what I said. Right in that neighborhood would be okay. Now you're talking Bud Dupree. Now you potentially could do that, but you could certainly. You know, re-sign Cam Sutton, do do some of these other moves right, that we've right, talked right. about already. Maybe even grab a center off the market right. as a veteran, yeah. you know, I and mean, help your team. So, I mean, folks, that's really the thing. I'm sure a lot of people are on the edge of their seat here to hear about Ben or things around the league. But if that number's over, 185, I think, would be fine. We probably would have taken that a month ago. But if it's close to 200, your team's going to be... Pretty good shape on starting, you know, on opening day. That's why, to me, um, you know, when I see all these dire predictions about mm-hmm. the Steelers, I'm like, you don't even know what, you have no idea. You don't what even know tw- the game. What 2021 is going to look like? Right, right, right. You're just looking at, well, they're going to lose. E-. Like everybody wants to say, well, the Steelers are going to lose these guys, but nobody else in the league is going to lose anybody. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. Like if you pull up all the caps spots, I mean, the Saints and the Eagles stand out dramatically. And yes, I think more than ever, the Patriots, the Colts, some of these teams that have money are going to get some bargains on players that they probably... Maybe, know, but, they, but they're they going to be bidding for a lot of the same... Like They're going to fight each other. Yeah, they're going to be bidding for the same quarterbacks, and it's not like this is a great... Right. You know. But there's 10 teams in bad financial trouble, just on paper, the Steelers being one of them. There's 20 that, on the surface, don't have a lot to spend. Do you really think 20 teams aren't going to be... Adding players, they'll add the players, players that go? they'll add the players that they want to add. Yeah, or keep the guys they or want. Or keep the guys that sure. they want. Yeah, that that's usually how this goes. Um, you know, so the dire predictions that oh my god, the Steelers should rebuild. They should, you know, they got to right. like. I mean, I, again, I'm looking at this roster, and the only guy I'm losing here. Okay, yeah, I'm losing. I'm going to lose Bud Dupree. I'm going to lose Juju Smith-Schuster. You but your that. first two picks last year were to prepare for that, right? You knew, you these knew that were coming. Right? You knew this that they part of the big picture. They prepared for right, that, right? Right. Um, your no off- new COVID was your off- coming. You know but- your offensive line needs to be rebuilt. Yeah, this isn't shocking news to the front office either. Right. You know, you know they plan for that. You know you're going to lose James Conner. That's fine. These are th- these are all you can these get are, better at those you, positions. You've drafted running backs every year. You know, yeah. I mean, does that mean you're super happy with them? No, but it's. A, I always bring up the Shazier thing. That's the thing the front offices can't deal with. You know, the we didn't see this coming at all. This is a sledgehammer to our our whole. Yeah, this young star player is right. done. The, look the, at look, look what happened with the uh, with the Forty ers when they lost both of those talented inside backers back in you know sure they, sure I mean they, there's a million examples they bottomed out I mean they it was like oh that defense got bad and it's different than losing Nick Bosa for the year or Derwin James for the year because he's coming back he's still part of our 
big picture thinking, this house that we've built. But, but career-ending stuff is... Right. Yeah. And we did, didn't prepare for it, and we're not a spot to deal with it. That's what really hurts teams. COVID hurts teams, but at least they're all playing with the same... They're all playing the same game. Right. You know? The deck is the deck is the same. It's, right. They've got it the same... the league. They've all got the same 52 cards as opposed to... Right. I'm playing... You, you know, if I... a bunch of jokers. I got yeah. a bunch of twos. I, you know, right. I lose, I lose a guy like Ryan Shazier, and now all of a sudden, I don't have any aces. Not many aces, right. Yeah. I gotta try I'm to playing win. you, and if you got an ace, I'd lose. We're going to play war. You know, yeah. just got to hope the kings <laughs> keep, keep popping up or whatever. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what even the best GMs can't deal with. It takes a year or two to recover. Let alone if it's a quarterback. I mean, if you're draft your Marcus Russell and think that's your foundation of your team and you have no backup plan, you know, those type of things. I mean, those are the things that kill you. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it was I was reading uh, on ESPN over the weekend and they made their offseason predictions on, you know, what uh, their experts, and mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes here, their experts uh, are. With all respect to ESPN, there's yeah. three or four of those experts that i i read of those just columns yeah just be, the other ones, just because they fun. work for espn does not make them an expert i used to be that guy so <laughs> i tread lightly there and some people probably thought the same about me but there's three or four of those experts i like the other ones i could i just bypass their so they opinions. did a little thing here what teams will make the playoffs in 2021 that didn't make it this year yeah right, what right, teams right. won't be in the playoffs that were in it this year who's the worst the first who's the yeah first, those worst, those kind of things yeah, yeah uh and they've got like eight different people on here Okay, what which team made the playoffs in 2020 that won't make it in 2021? Steel, yeah. The Steelers are not mentioned in there, folks. Really? It's the Bears. I'm sure the Bears and Washington. Washington, the Saints. The Saints are a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough division. Too. The Bears, good. the Bears and Washington. Like everybody talks about some of these NFC NFC teams. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mentioned in the Steelers. You need to take a look around the AFC. Who's making the big move next year in the AFC? See, I have mixed feelings about that because I I think if we sat here and talked about all 16 AFC teams, I probably would have the Steelers in my top seven for likely to go to the playoffs next right. year. And a lot of that, and I bet these experts feel the same way, is because even when disaster strikes are 8-8, you know, Tomlin right. does have losing they, seasons. They, do, uh, track they, record they find a way to win, right. g- win these games. And, I but trust when you, the organization. When you look at some of the other teams that made it, who's Indianapolis's quarterback? Oh, right. That's, uh, Tennessee could be taking a step Tennessee, back, too. Tennessee right. could lose their top two, two of their top three pass catchers. The defense is still a mess, and they lost their offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, But my trepidation is the young quarterbacks in the AFC are awesome. I'm including Trevor Lawrence, probably whoever the Jets but, draft. But Trevor Lawrence is going to be playing for Jacksonville. That's, it's, I mean, they're that's more than the just a quarterback away. Right. The, the Jets are more than just a quarterback away. Right. So could could a team like the Chargers make it playoffs yes, playoffs yes, next year? Sure, no absolutely, doubt, no doubt, right? But they also have to play the Chiefs a couple times. You know, it's like oh yeah, yeah. you know, so nobody it, has it easy. Nobody has it super easy. So again, they have a new coach, yeah, <laughs> the first time head coach who's younger than us. Um, you know, right. I, you know, I'm looking at it. And I'm saying, okay, well, you know, let's. Uh, I don't know who the who the quarterback's going to be for the Chargers or the uh, for the for, for the, the Colts the Colts right. They can or have a the great. Patriots. They can have a great roster. People of the, the uh, of the teams are picking to go to the playoffs. The teams who who didn't make the playoffs this year, you think are going to make it? And a couple people mentioned the Patriots. Who's their quarterback? Right. That's the whole. I trust the organization. Right. Kind of like the Steeler thing, but their roster's so bad and they don't have a quarterback. Yeah. You know. Right. And, and Belichick's drafting has not it's been, been good. very poor, to be yeah. honest. Right. So I, I don't know that they're just they're one. I mean, one year pick away up from beat the Bills. No. No. But the, the Bills were built differently. But that was kind of my example. Like, we didn't see Josh Allen coming. Like, 
could. But two, the Bills uh, were a playoff team. The Bills were a playoff team a year ago. As I said they were. De- yeah. They had a foundation. Though. Right. They weren't. What if two is really good next year? Okay. Well, they. I mean, they. They have a foundation. They had a foundation. You know? They still. You know, when you look at their record, they played a super easy schedule last year. They did. And they took advantage of that. But still, like their point differential and yards per play differential. Aren't that great? I mean, they, yeah. they kind of got by on special teams and turnovers and, and things that, that aren't. Those reliable. things aren't. Yeah, those right. things aren't you know, something that carries over from year to year. But they have two first round picks. Could, and, the, you know, right, could the Browns take a step back? No doubt. I mean, I'm not betting they will, but they certainly could. I mean, they got to replace like seven defensive players. Yes, and do you trust Baker? And they weren't they weren't good defensive players, but you still have to replace them. Just be- or you have to upgrade on it. Yeah, just because you're, you're just, just because you're replacing these guys yeah. doesn't mean you're getting better there. Sure, sure. Um, the you know I look at the quarterbacks. Rate. My point though was quarterbacks do change the world. And I is know Baker that, is Baker a quarterback though that does that? See, I don't know that he is, but I think one day Burrow Lawrence, those guys will be. That's They're fine, but so Bur- far yeah, away Burrow's not nowhere near that that level yet either. Their roster's worse than yeah. all the teams we mentioned. So again, I, I look at it and say, you tell them you're going to tell me that the Steelers aren't one of the best seven teams in the AFC. No, I bet. They I'll bet are. they. I'll bet they are. I mean, just off the top of my head, I think I'd pick them to win the South. Yes, as it stands right this minute, yeah. just with the quarterback uncertainty and Tennessee, I think it's going to be worse than last year. Jacksonville's not ready. Houston might pick first overall. Yeah, you know they're they're horrendous with or without Watson. And they and they would be the second best team in the in the AFC East. Yes, Bills are better. They might be the Miami might be better. We may change maybe. our tune after the draft and free agency, but Tua has to be good. Right. I mean. Um, They'd be in the conversation. They'd be in the conversation in the West to be the second best team. In the West, yes, yes, hundred percent agree. I think they're better than what the Raiders can get to. Yeah, I think the Chargers have a really high ceiling, but um, they haven't proven that they can. You know, no, first time I, I love Derwin James. You can't prove he can stay healthy. Right, right, right. right. You know, it's a problem. I mean, there's rumors. We were talking about it on the podcast today. The latest rumors with Watson, which I don't know if he's going anywhere. I don't think he is. But Denver's been mentioned. If Denver got Watson, I would fear the Broncos. And if I were the Chiefs, I would hate to see Watson go to Denver. But what would they have to give up? A lot. A lot. And that, that's the problem with trading for him is, is it hamstrings you for mm-hmm. the future. Does Bradley Chubb have to be part of that deal or Sutton or right. Judy they're or not the, yeah. Fant or, you know. So I'm sitting here picturing Watson throwing to all those young dudes with Munch coached up the O-line. Fangio in charge of the defense, he'll figure it out, then they're dangerous. Yeah. But they won't have all those things. I just don't see – first of all, I don't see them trading him. Secondly, I don't see them trading if – you, if you do trade him, you don't trade him to the AFC. Yeah, you try can. to trade him to the NFC, so you only have to see him once every four yeah, years. I think he could be a niner. Yeah. And they would just go all in. They'd trade Jimmy for a second – Give you everything they can for him, but that might cost you Nick Bosa. Right. I mean, it's that's gonna be, the thing. It's, yeah, that's it's the thing. The, he's not going to be cheap. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think the people who are, I think there's a lot of people jumping the gun on this salary cap stuff. We'll Frankly, find it happens every year, though. Yeah. Like as soon as the season ends, well, typically, typically though, you look at it and it, it always goes up at least ten million. Right. Right. And people don't think that's strictly about it. But I think many Steeler fans out there, probably a lot of our listeners that have real lives and don't think about this 24 hours a day like we do, the end, the season ends, it's on a bad note, as 31 teams are, and then you see the list of free agents and go, and you panic. oh, oh no. bam, we're screwed. And then Pouncey <laughs> retires and Vance yeah. retires, and it's like, we got nothing left. It's going to be, we're going to be terrible for the next 10 years. 
well, it's not much different than last year or the year before. Right. Or, you know, I mean, the guy's in charge of been handling the situation for a long time. Yeah, they have. But uh, that's going to well, do it uh, for this segment of The Drive. So for my partner, Matt Williamson, for Jacob here on site, I'm Dale Lally. We thank you for listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. Matt, uh, it's uh, mock draft time. All right. We haven't done one in a little bit. We haven't done one in almost a week. Yeah, almost a week. So it's, uh, uh, I'm running this, of course, through the ProFootballNetwork.com uh, net, or ProFootballNetwork.com mock mm-hmm. drafter. Well, have you been keeping up with them over the I have. Yeah. I've, and they've been adjusting their guys based off the senior bowl and they those kind of things. They do a good job with it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we've got the mock draft. And of course, Steelers picking 24th. We'll find out. Uh, remember as well, we're going to get some compensatory picks added to this. Sure, it only point. gets better. Yeah, in terms of trade stuff. I actually did a uh, did a draft, so some drafts over the weekend on uh, uh, the uh, uh, NFL. I can't remember the name of the a different different mock. Uh, pick and they and they added in the there's compensatory. a couple of them out there. They added in the compensatories. Oh, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I that wonder was, when that actually. If I was in charge of the, the the website, I mean, I want them to actually be official before I'm throwing them in there. Yeah, but you, but I, you have a pretty you good idea. idea. That, that was off of the Draft Network. They've, there's ads in the oh, compensatories. Okay. So. And what did the Steelers get a four and a six? I believe so, yeah. Okay. We, we think we're pretty I ended up when I, was, I didn't even know they were going to do that. I was dr- going through the draft, and all of a sudden I had, I had a second, fourth-round pick. I'm like, oh, hey, that's nice. <laughs> that is useful. <laughs> yeah. Um. So maybe you, you could put a little bug in somebody's ear and say, hey, why don't you guys... I could. Um, you guys I need to add those compensatory that. picks in there. That information is out there, what everybody thinks are... You know, you just say it's estimated. I'll do that tonight. Yeah. Um, the more and more... I hope, maybe I'll get away from this. I think there's three really good running backs in this draft. Two of them fit the Steelers. I think there's, what, four or five centers. Yeah, four. Four, really. That we think can be starters. And I think there's probably, I don't have this list in front of me, but there's probably a dozen tackles, give yeah. or take, that I'd be really comfortable with bringing in as projections. And, you know, one of them's Penny Sewell, who they're not going to get, obviously. Yeah, right, yeah. But I really think the goal is to hit all three of those things, which isn't going to be easy, but it's not all that difficult either. No, I, ag- it's I agree. possible. Yeah, I agree. Um, so we're at we're on the, on the clock here. We have yeah. two trade offers. All right. Do we want to do one without making any trades just to give people an idea of what that looks like because you just talked about what the needs are let's do we haven't done that so yeah. let's do a non-trade one we'll just uh, deny it we're not yeah we're not going to make we're not going to make any trade we're just going to because you can also reject, fall reject. into a trap of trading too much on these yeah which is fun but i'm not sure it's super realistic either you know right. teams don't trade down as often as we do and load up on next year picks and get what they want 
So let's just not do one. Okay, but here's here are the trade offers we had at 24. We'll just talk right, about we'll them. We'll listen about it, yeah. Uh, New York Giants were offering 42.76, and there's 2022 second-round draft pick for 24 and 141. Doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like the Bills were year. offering pick 30 and their 2022 second-round draft pick to move up to 24. I mean, that's a late second probably. If you only move down six spots, you get a second-round pick, and yeah. you might be in the market for a quarterback. Uh, that doesn't sound horrible that either. Would, they, yeah, both of those would be attractive. Uh, they would. Yeah, but we're going to reject them. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to sit here at 24, and we're going to make the pick. So here's who's available. Uh, Christian Barrymore. Okay. I don't think they can go that way. No, but— You're talking uh, about Barmore. The, or Barmore, yeah. yeah. The, 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 he's a really good player. Yeah. Uh, Najee Harris. I'm intrigued. Aziz Ojolari. I, I He's really gaining steam. Yeah. I, he's a good edge guy. Alex Leatherwood. He would fit the bill. He's one of my um, dozen for sure. Melifuanu from the cornerback from Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Tevin Jenkins, uh, Osai, uh, Joseph Osai from mm-hmm. uh, the edge out of uh, Texas. Texas. Uh, Rashad Bateman. I'm just going to look at offensive players here. We're taking an offensive player. It's going to be a lineman yeah. or Harris. So you got Harris still there. You got Leatherwood, Tevin Jenkins, Rashad Bateman, mm-hmm. the receiver. Mac Jones still there. Jalen Mayfield still there. Pat Fryermuth. The tight end out of Penn State. That's what I said originally, though. I I think especially if we're not going to trade, these three picks have to be back center tackle. Yeah. Do we do we pull the trigger and t- do we do we like either Leatherwood or Jenkins or Mayfield enough to pass on the running back here? I don't think. I I, I don't think so either in that scenario. If we know we're not trading back. If we know we're not trading back, boy, this would be a good draft to trade back though and. Go to 30 because one of those four would probably still be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take Plus, all four or... center prospects are still on the board. Sure, sure. Yeah. But if we get the back and we can, and we're not trading back, and that's our rules, scratch that off the list. He's a good one. Maybe we don't we need to worry. Later, we though. don't even need to worry about drafting another running back for the next three years. There's only two. Yeah. And if we're going to get one of those two, we've, we we've have used to do picks it now. on We've used picks on running backs in the past. We, don't, mm-hmm. we won't need to pick another running back for the next three years. That's the plan, yeah. assuming this dude hits. Right. All right. So. Najee, or Najee Harris is the pick. Okay. And now we wait, and we're down to pick 55, and we got two offers for that. The Vikings are on the clock. They want, the, they want to give us 78 and 90 for 55 in our 2022 seventh-round draft pick. That one's not so attractive. Not super great. The 49ers want to give us 102 and 117 in their 2022 second-round draft pick, which, okay. It could be high, but right. Uh, for 55 and 128. I'm rejecting both of those. Right, right. It's and we are on roll. the clock. So the players available here on offense, that's where we're heading, Landon Dickerson. He's one of the centers and probably my favorite one. Yeah. Giving him the, but there are some injury concerns. Yeah, I'm say I'm going to just play. And just to, to, to go through this a little bit here, uh, it's probably a good thing that we picked. We went ahead and picked a running back because the other running back that we would look at, Javante Williams, went 47th. Did he? Yeah. And I'm sure ATN's gone. ATM was gone before we even picked okay, here. Okay, he yeah. uh, the, uh, the the offensive tackles that we would looked at, uh, Mayfield went thirty fifth to the Falcons. He, he's not gonna last. Tevin Jenkins went thirty first to the to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Fryermuth actually went 29th to the uh, to the Packers, and Leatherwood went to uh, the Browns at twenty six. Well, I don't know if they would pick him, but well, I mean, if you want to move him to guard, yeah, yeah, we act a line, yeah. Um, yeah, none of those guys are going to be in the second round mix of the Steelers. Yeah, Creed I think Humphrey Williams has a chance to be. Yeah, Creed Humphrey went at forty six to okay. uh, to the, the Patriots. Not knowing what's on the board, it's going to be really hard for me to pass on Dickerson. Well, Dickerson's still available. Josh Meyer's still available. Quinn Miner's still available. Okay. Those are the other three uh, centers. Are three of the you, four. Yeah. The offensive tackle's still available. 
Liam Eikenberg, Dylan Raddins, Spencer Brown, Walker Little, Jackson Carmen, Adrian Ely, uh, Brady Christensen at a BYU, and James Hudson at a Cincinnati. Okay. Christensen and the name you mentioned before him, which I don't remember. Ely. I'm not sure I fit my, my bill of the, yeah. the, the dozen or so. The others are still out there. I would lean towards center over that group, although there's some intriguing tackles yeah. that are there. I just think Dickerson has a chance to be one of the best centers in the league and the next in line of Steeler great yeah. ones. Nasty, and I love his demeanor of toughness that I think this guy, this team could use, especially short yardage. He has suffered. A, a, he had a, a previous torn ACL. Yeah, my docs have to be real sure. I'm not guy. sure what this latest injury is mm-hmm. that, he, that caused him to miss the national championship game. It may have just because I just saw a knee injury, and everywhere I've, I've looked, yeah. I've, I've searched for this. We, you know, what's what was the actual injury, and I've seen it nowhere. He had the surgery and then went out and, and took a couple of snaps. Dude. So it tells me that it wasn't an ACL, because you wouldn't do that if the guy had an ACL. So maybe it was an MCL sprain, something like that. That's a good point. Everyone just knew he was out for the national championship, so they think he's done for the year. And they said knee injury, so you assume that it's an ACL. That might not have been a case. It could have been just, you know, some Mm -hmm. uh, needed a a cleanup there, a meniscus or something like that. He just knew he was missing the game two weeks from then. Yeah, but your docs definitely have to check him out. Of course, we'll get some more information on him, but it won't be a normal year where – he failed all his physicals, the combine type of thing. You know, we won't know, but yeah. I think he's my pick here. Yeah, I think so as well. So Dickers, so we go double Alabama there, and there'll be roommates and friends, and we like that. Yeah, right. Uh, we're back on the clock here. Oh, we just missed out on but Jackson. Dickerson between DeCastro and Doc. So yeah. the, the triple D's in the middle. Boom. Well, you, you might not be so happy when yeah, you see who yeah. who went here right before our picks, but. Uh, all right, so we're back up on the clock here. The Browns are making us an offer. We reject that. Yeah, um, but. Um, we lose some tackles off the off the board here. Liam Eikenberg went at eighty two. Wow, Jackson, I'd have been shocked if he'd have made it. Though. Jackson Carmen went at eighty six. Hunter Long, the tight end of the Boston College, who yeah, would have been a nice fit, uh, went at eighty four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, some of those guys would have really fit in there real well. Radnews went at seventy three. Spencer, Spencer Brown went at seventy two. He's a good project. Yeah. Uh, so at eighty seven, we're sitting here, and uh, if we're looking at offensive players, still mm-hmm. Demetrius Felton. On the clock, he'd be a nice addition. But we've already taken our yeah, yeah. Dwayne Eskridge still available. Elijah Moore still available. Like both those guys. Diami Brown still available. Okay, there's some guys there that. uh, Yeah, yeah. right. They're intriguing. You'd love to have them on the team. Kenneth Gamewell, the running back out of Memphis, is can't do that. Yeah, yeah. we can't do that. Tommy Tremble, the tight end out of Notre Dame, is still available. Fair enough. Some yeah. Any tackles? The tackles, the top tackles available are Ely, Christensen, Hudson. Hudson's really intriguing to me. Yeah. I mean, I kind of fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl just because, especially for the Steelers, if Banner and Chooks are the tackles and I can bring him along slow, kind of like you did with Chooks as a sixth guy, former D-lineman. But it's a bit of a projection. It is a bit of a projection. Yeah. I mean, you're you're trusting the new O-line coach to do his job here, you know? Yeah. Um, that would be my pick, though. I'm just looking up here. Uh, uh, Athletic project tackles aren't cheap. They are not. and um, With a high upside like that. He's probably probably should be the pick, um, just because of that those, mm-hmm. those intangibles. But man, that's you see what you miss out on right. by, by not, not being trading. able to move on the yeah. board like an Eskridge or you know somebody would help you immediately. I mean, even if we were to move down, maybe we would have taken Felton and just added another weapon to the offense or one of those receivers. Because really, after the, after these guys, those three guys, mm-hmm. it falls off pretty oh, now heavily. We're, now we're in trouble. right? Yeah. I mean, not being able to move hurts us. 
but we would have had the the comp or the uh, compensatory pick floating yeah. around there too. All right, so, so Hudson's the pick, and now we got to wait yeah. again. But we, our original goal, which isn't super sexy and fun, we hit all four of the marks we were looking for at those three positions. We did, we did. So now we're up again here with pick one twenty eight. Harris running behind Dickerson. You might have a running game all of a sudden. You might, you know, yeah. Right? You know? Uh, we got to look at the defensive side of things now, or we got to look at the, we'll see who's available. Pass catchers would also be in, yeah. intriguing. At wide receiver that's falling off here. You've got uh, Austin Watkins out of UAB, mm-hmm. Kate Johnson out of uh, South Dakota. I like State. him. Yeah, yeah. Wap Filer out of uh, Indiana, Sage Surratt out of Wake Forest, Daz Newsom out of North Carolina. They're okay. Johnson's yeah. probably the the one I like the best. So that's tight ends. Tight ends has been pretty well picked over. You got Trey McKitty. You got Quentin Morris out of uh, Bowling Green, who just had an awful he was, yeah. senior bowl. Nick Eubanks out of Michigan. Kerry uh, Angeline out of uh, North Carolina State is a guy that is a combo okay. blocker type. But I think you can get him later. Yeah, I would like a little more upside with this pick. I want to look at linebacker. Yeah, somebody that can run. Um, so the top guy available to me, uh, the two guys. You got Monty Rice out of Georgia. You got mm-hmm. Garrett Wallow out of uh, TCU. You have brought him up a couple times. Do you think he's worth this pick? I mean, he's the. It's debatable with him and Rice. I mean, I think they're mm-hmm. they're very comparable players. Uh, Rice has a little more pedigree coming out of Georgia. They both can run. They both can run. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with either, and this would pretty much ensure that Vince Williams wouldn't be back. Probably helps for special teams in the meantime. Yeah. You know, you can live with Spillane next to Bush on opening day, um, and this guy. You're hoping goes past him. Yeah, Tony Fields there available from uh, West Virginia. He's real. He's small though. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like two. He's, he's one of these 220 smaller, pound right. guys. Uh, the edge guy's still available. Peyton Turner out of Houston. Sort of interesting. Yeah, uh, Chauncey Golston out of Iowa. Dalen Hayes out of uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, kind of like, like him. Shaka Tony out of Penn State. William yeah. Bradley King. So there's some guys there that Tony lasts in this more than I think he might in the real world. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. But who knows? Uh, defensive tackles because we could use one of those. Yeah. Uh, Ogan Deje out of uh, Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He's more of an edge. He's more of an edge to yeah. me, too. Yeah. Jalen Twyman out of Pitt. Marvin Wilson out of. I don't of, think Twyman's a pure. He's like, two, type he's like 280 either. pounds. Yeah. yeah. He's more of a 4'3. Uh, Marvin Wilson, though, out of uh, Florida State is a. There's a lot of talent. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you can light a fire under him and get it out of him, or he could wash out, I think I'd go linebacker with um, this crew. Yeah. And you're looking at LeBron Ray or Mustafa Johnson. I kind of like Mustafa Johnson later. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't have a problem with that either. Which one do you like better, uh, Rice or Wallow? Probably Rice. Yeah. Okay. So Monty Rice is the pick. We got another one coming right up here. So we're at one forty-one. That's even without the comp pick. So. That's without the comps. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So now we've got uh, our pick here. Do we take? Do we go with the edge? Do we go with the defensive tackle? Uh, I cor- wouldn't object to the wide we, haven't, we haven't looked at cornerbacks either. Corners are always should be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, you got Paulson Adebo out of Stanford. That's interesting. I yeah. mean, size and, yeah. Um, here's an, This is an interesting name. Demomador Lenore out of uh, Oregon. More of a slot type guy. Yeah. That's not bad considering where Kerry Vincent's at. still there from LSU, too. Okay. Lenore might be my pick here. Lenore's pretty, pretty solid there. He is. Yeah. I like the North Dakota State. Uh, receiver too. Let's see if he's still available. Those tight ends didn't have me do jumping jacks. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. You want to go Lenore? Let's go Lenore. I kind of like that pick. Again, this spot. is comp neighborhood too. We'd have another one in this neck of the woods. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm you don't go... want to ignore corner too many years in a row. No. So I think Lenore is. You don't want to get old there all of a sudden. I think Lenore is a solid pick there. Yeah. 
But then my we hunch is they will draft a corner at some point. Yeah, yeah. I don't just it just won't be high. It won't be on day one or two probably, yeah. but I think they will draft a corner. Oh, we get down to uh, two seventeen here with our pick, and my man, uh, the Oklahoma kid, was still there, but mm. he's, I like him too. But yeah. I also I did a mock over the weekend, and Brian Mills out of North Carolina Central. Have you looked at him at all? No, I don't know that name. Uh, he's like a six, one of these six two hundred and eighty five hundred ninety pound cornerbacks with some ball skills. Okay, kind of like him. Project a bit. isn't a bad move for them at that position either. Yeah, kind of like tackle at the edge position right now. You got Chris Rumpf, Jonathan Cooper, Malik Herring, Wyatt Hubert, Teron Jackson. We've That's, taken Cooper before. Yeah, at uh, defensive tackle, my man Mustafa Johnson is there. I kind of like that. Um, it, it, just uh, for the people who These don't. Sixth, seventh round defensive lineman they've been throwing. And it'd be nice to bring in someone with a little more pedigree than Davis and uh, Bugs. Yeah. Um, and the thing about uh, Mustafa Johnny, 6'2, 290. Mm-hmm. So he's big enough that maybe you could play him at the nose a little maybe. Just say he eat a couple sandwiches. Uh, but he's got some Hargrave like skills there. He had 12 sacks a couple so of years. So he's productive yeah, and disruptive. And just calling him a nose, he doesn't like he, look like Joel Steed. He, he kind of right? remi- again, he reminds me a little bit of, of what they do with Tyson and Luulu because mm-hmm. Luulu's not the they play him at end and he's you he know six look. two six three. He lines up inside, yeah. but that doesn't mean he. But plays this guy the can rush the passer a little bit. That's the thing. If you can yeah. just rotate him in in that way and bring him along. And he's, he's got a high motor. Bugs. He's a high motor guy. That's the. It's tough to find the guys with the with the high motors mm-hmm. at the, at these defensive tackle positions. I bet six two doesn't thrill them. Maybe not, but you know. But they need another one. Yeah, and he could be. He could impact. The other game. the other thing that you could do there again, and we've drafted this guy before, is take Chris Tonga out of BYU. Yeah, it seems a little early. Make make him your nose, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't know that they necessarily they may want, not want that player true period nose, on their yeah. roster anymore. They don't have any. I mean, they kind of are telling us the answer yeah. to that. Um, so I, I think it has to be an edge just to look at the offense. Uh, the wide receiver is still available. You got Des Fitzpatrick, Brandon Eagles out of Texas, Jalen Camp, Trey Walker out of San Jose State, uh, Jonathan Adams. Um, I'd like to add a receiver, but this one's here's one that's interesting. I took him over the weekend in a, in a mock draft. I did a mock draft for uh, for DK Pittsburgh Sports dot com. Mm-hmm. McMath out of uh, LSU. Okay, he's like he was like consistent. He, he was consistent. Well, he's at LSU, right? Right. He's and so he's consistently LSU. their third or fourth wide receiver. Um, but he was produ- semi. He, had, he only got like forty nine targets in his in three seasons. Which he, he was like at the combine. He caught like, like yeah, right. he caught like thirty-five of them. But he's six-two, two twenty. I'm sure he has ability. And he starred on special teams for them. Ah, uh, now, <laughs> now you're talking my language. That's interesting. Um, but I we, think they need a slot more than that style. But just bring in a guy. Bring in, in a body. Him. You can find slots. Yeah, you can find slots. And if he's active on game game or game day because of you know being able to tackle on special teams. Then you, you get here's the thing: you're not going to want with Juju leaves. Chase Claypool ain't playing any more special teams. That's a good point. That's a good point. Right? <laughs> I mean, and he's good at it. Yeah, I'm cool with that pick. Uh, do you want to do that, or you want to take the, the def- defensive tackle here first? Because I think take the defensive tackle. I think we get you know if we miss out on the receiver, so be it. We'll find somebody else. But, right, right, right. But he'll be at maybe the top of the list for the next pick. Yeah. Okay. Let's take Mustafa Johnson. Here. Yes, I agree. And we got a pick here at two twenty five again in the sixth round, so we're we're good, we're okay. okay here. So if we want to take, we want to go uh, a receiver edge. with ability that can help on special teams is intriguing. Yeah, um, 
Edge, you still have Rump Herring, Hubert, Teron Jackson. There's still some guys there. Mm-hmm. Some of those guys don't fit. Some of those guys are Rump's little, and Herring's 280 pounds, so mm-hmm. he doesn't fit. That doesn't. That's not yeah. what they need. Um, they could use an edge. I mean, there's a lot of things they could use. They could use a tight end. They could use another receiver. I mean, there's a lot of things they could use. You want to take McMath here? Yeah. All right, Racy McMath is the pick. Hmm, I'm going to watch it. It's a great name too. Yeah, Racing. that's a good one. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we got our final pick here. Uh, the tight end position is picked over. Yeah, we miss out there. Unless you, I, I mean, know you're not going to get a lot in the seventh round, no matter what. But yeah. throwing seventh round tight ends at the board isn't really a great payoff. There's not much. Yeah, you're yeah. you're hoping to get a, a future. You're hoping two to or three bump Gentry off the list, yeah. and, which isn't a bad. Is, yeah, it has yeah. some value, but okay. Offensive tackles pretty picked over. I we bet. didn't we didn't take a guard. It wouldn't kill me to take a guard because. You can get a seventh round guard who's tough and nasty and, you know, moves a pile and what, throw one more lineman in the room yeah. and see what happens. Uh, Tommy Gr- Tommy Kramer out of uh, Notre Dame available at that. At I that think spot. I'd take him. He's not he's not bad at the, uh, in the center. Michael Manet out of Penn State okay. at the center position. You could you, you could wonder ex- how many of these guys you could teach to play center or at least have in their life. I don't know that answer as we sit here in the middle of February. Yeah. But we will closer to the draft. That would be appealing to me, especially after taking Dickerson, who has an injury history. That's the thing, you know, because you, 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 if I can not have Haas on my lineup in my roster because of one of these guys that can play center and tack, you know, center center and guard. I'm looking here at the uh, at the draft networks rankings. They have Tommy Kramer ranked 149. I said Kramer's pretty good. Yeah. I was kind of shocked you said that name. To be honest, I might just cash that in and say thanks. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got a chance to to be something. Mm-hmm. Um, Castro's not going to play forever, right? I mean, he, he, if this guy's around, if for Dotson, next four you know, years, Dotson moves into the starting lineup, you need another guy to back him. Like you right, need you need some you need help there. there. I think that's a pick. I, I I like that as well. I mean, if you draft him in the seventh round, you have him for the next four years. He might take the Castro spot in three. Right. I he mean, might take we, we the, you know, you just yeah, don't know. Two, you know, yeah. right. And maybe, you know, if the Castro's a down year, Andy's depth guy anyway. And you've really, I mean, you've taken offensive linemen at all three spots here. Right. You know, and that's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah it's uh, not like you'd be, you know, having really good linemen not be able to make your team all of a sudden. And I ended up passing on edge players as well during my draft, and people were like, well, you didn't get any edge. I'm like... There weren't anybody. They just the, the opportunity didn't mm-hmm. present itself, and you can find those guys. You can you can recycle Curtis Marsh's of the world. Right, too. that's who I, I brought mean, up. I'm like, they right. got Curtis Marsh for nothing, and that very well could have been the comp pick. Yeah, could have been an edge that you yeah. liked, and you can get those guys cheap, like mm-hmm. you know, veteran men out of the corner. Yeah, yeah. So it was like right. we ignored the defense. Tommy that's, Kramer is the pick. Yeah, I would take that for sure in the seventh yeah. round. So, oh, we got another. How do we have another pick here? Yeah, how about that? Okay. Well, so, now we can. Uh, I don't know what we want to take here. I mean, I'd consider a special team safety. I mean, I don't think you're going to get an edge worth of salt. I don't think you'll get a tight end worth. Teron Jackson's still there. He's got some. Okay. He got some ability. Um, Would you consider a two hundred or one hundred and eighty pound scat back type weapon return guy? Potentially. Um, I mean, this maybe. this could be a situation where you you feel that, hey, we get we got a, a slot guy here. Oh yeah. You know, and you're drafting um, two receivers, but that's okay. Yeah, I just don't know who, which one. I don't know. Um, I mean, some. Uh, I was thinking a safety, just because of special teams reasons, your safety depth isn't great. They tend to kind of. 
fall a little bit too. I don't love any of these names. Uh, yeah, got, I'm sure uh, this is late yeah. in the draft. Jamar Johnson out of Indiana, Brady Breeze out of Oregon, D'Angelo Amos out of Virginia, Reed Blankenship out of Middle Tennessee State, Mark Webb out of Georgia. I got to say this portion of the draft isn't exactly my specialty to begin with, but is there a name at any position that's how about doing? A, how about a? How about you? You throw in a developmental quarterback. Okay. You got KJ Costello. Okay. Ian Book, Sam Eilinger. Hmm. Any of those guys uh, excite you? There? I mean, they've all played, and they all have something to kind of like about them. I should remember his name, but there's another Stanford guy. No, he's uh, gone. I assume he's history, <laughs> yeah. And I guess none of these guys would mean that Haskins can't make your team. Or right, you need, you know, you, you like to carry one of them to be a special team or, pro, or a, yeah. a practice squad or at some point. I don't know. Ian Book. Davis Mills is the guy you're thinking. Yes, of. Yeah. yes, I can need to remember that name. You like uh, you like Book there? Yeah. Here's the thing about Book. He's six foot two ten. I know. That's he's, why he's still he's, there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's won a lot of games at a big big program. I mean, people were talking about KJ Costello just before last season. He could potentially be a first round draft. I know. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Um, and Eilinger's. I mean, if, if yeah. Costello or Haskins hits at all for you. You've more than made money on the deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, remember, too, you don't have any quarterbacks under contract past the Rudolph seat. might not be back. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, might need a, you might need a backup to her. Mm-hmm. Again, what, what's your preference there? Costello. Okay. Costello's the pick. I think he has a higher upside if the two of them, if one of the two hits. All right. So we, uh, we, we filled in everything okay. here. Here's what we ended up with. Uh, 24, we took this again with no trades. No trades. It'd be a lot, lot different with trade and no comp pick. And no comp picks. We got Najee Harris at 24, Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama at 55. I would think you have a running game now. James Hudson at uh, 87. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't see him hardly at all in this rookie. Unless year. he's playing some tight end for us. Yeah, I mean, this yeah. guy, yeah, maybe. At 128, we took Monty Rice, the linebacker out of Georgia. Okay. At 141, Demomador. Lenore, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a slot corner type out of uh, Oregon. 217, took Mustafa Johnson, the defensive tackle out of uh, Colorado. So we didn't ignore defense. We did not. No. 225, we took Racy McMath, the wide receiver out of LSU. That could hit. Could hit. Yeah. Uh, 244, we took Tommy Kramer, the guard out of Notre Dame. Again, I think that could That's be. That's kind of a steal, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And then we got uh, KJ Costello with we'll our last see. pick. Yeah, we'll Probably see. Probably spends a year on the practice squad. Yeah, and it, it gives us we'll a guy. See. We're, we're, we're going to bring in another camp arm anyways. I, mean, I don't think Josh Dobbs is going to be at the team, right? No, he's, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. I don't think yeah. they bring him back. You bring in somebody else and say, hey, maybe this guy got Go something. Go camp with those four. Yeah. See what happens. Hopefully you have a preseason. Because, I mean, we got a lot of picks here. You're talking with two, four, six, eight. We made nine picks. That's how many they own right now. And you're going to get two comp picks. two more. You're going to have 11 picks here. They're going to trade a lot. Yeah, I mean, if if they're on board with us at all about trading down from twenty four, that means you're gonna be trading up a couple times throughout the yeah, draft. You're not gonna make. A, I don't know if you're gonna make eleven picks. No, I think they have more roster spots now than usual this time of year. But if the cap goes up a little bit, they, those those spots start filling up real quick, and you know, um, yeah, we we filled our major goal though. We got yeah. those three spots, guys that we think could be foundational dudes that need positions. Najee Harris could be rookie of the year next year. Oh, without <laughs> you know a doubt. I mean? yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he can I mean, go for 1,400 yards, and right. his team looks a lot different. And catches the football. and Right, does, yeah. right, right. I mean, like, all the dynasty stuff I do, he's been projected to the Steelers so much that if he goes to the Steelers at 24, he'll be the first rookie taken in dynasty in almost every draft before Jamar Chase or 
any of those guys that are top ten picks. You know, because I mean, he's an immediate starter. It's an ideal landing yeah. spot. The production lines up really, really well for a guy like that. You know, so or even if he goes, I mean, if he goes to Miami, oh, yeah. that's the other spot where he's been, you yeah, know, a, a lot, uh, a lot rumored. No doubt, they like to run one guy, and I might put a chip down on him as rookie of the year. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get a lot of the action. And yeah. a lot of production. And Dickerson would be on the all-rookie team as well, probably. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I mean, it, it, it changes the face. Those two have won some games at Bama, too. It changes the face of your of your organization going forward and your offense going forward. And you're telling the world what you want to do. Like, we want to we pound your face a little bit and run the ball and, and with a high-quality, yeah. five-star recruit Imagine type Dickerson, Dickerson next to Dotson. I know. Be, right. Yeah. I kind of like the sound With the Castro on the other side. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, the interior is yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But that's our draft for today. We didn't make good. any trades. People have been asking us, hey, why don't you do a draft without making any trades? That's a good well, suggestion. we just did it. Yeah. yeah. So, And we'd like it better if we did make trades. Oh, absolutely. Because right. I like that you know, from 30 to 70, there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys I like. And we may have gotten Harris at 30 if we would have taken that Bills trade. Perhaps, and we yeah. And a second rounder in our pocket next year. You yeah. Know? And I'd be just as happy with Javante Williams. Almost. Yeah. I mean, for the buck. Right. Yeah. If he costs a little less, which he would. And sure. I get a better tackle. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or we picked up an edge that we didn't expect or something right. like that. You know, Something along the line. So he is Matt Williamson. Cool. I'm Dale Lally. You've been listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We want to thank uh, Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air. You can listen to Jacob on the weekends as well yeah, here on yeah, Steelers Nation Radio. Give that show a listen. He does a show with uh, Shirtless Tom and uh, Kellen. You can hear that show, uh, again, every weekend. Uh, but that's going to do it for our shows today. Uh, so we thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-